Hey everybody, welcome back to The Collective. We are here to inform the world about all kinds of things. But first of all, I do want to say, Sam, great to see you again, man. We haven't had you on in a while and you've been off trotting around the world and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. So let's go. Good to have you back. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> Always good. We, that's one of the reasons why we're late. We're going to jump right into this. <laughs> Sean started chirping right off the bat. I don't mind... I'll jump in right now and do a little bit more chirping. And here's the deal. <clears throat> For anyone who's listening to this right now, at live or or not, uh, what we have is a little thing called the green room. So that exists when you're not recording. So for the last few minutes, we've been chirping in the green room <laughs> and having a blast catching up on on ourselves, catching up on our own little lives and our own little group and having a few laughs and and uh, I love the green room, man. Sometimes it gets serious after the potty, but I mean, with good people, it's a good place to hang out. It really is. It really is awesome. And, you know, unfortunately, people don't get to see the green room, mm -hmm. but if they wanted to, you know, actually hang out with us more often, they should, you know, like the show. They should subscribe. They should hit the notification bell because then they get an email right away that says, hey, the collective is on. You should go watch. I mean, and then. You said something there that's not entirely true. Did I? Hmm. Please inform me. Well, I was thinking where you said the something along the lines of, you know, people can't understand what's going on in the green room. Oh, I said they can't see what yeah. goes on in the green room. Right. But they that's not entirely true. It. Well, the, the guests can see it, I guess. Hmm. That's true. And so I suppose if someone wanted to see what goes on in the green room, oh, they, could, they could consider becoming a guest. That is a very good point. You could join us on the collective. And I'm just trying to think outside of, of the little box called the ooh, green room. Ooh, thinking, thinking outside of the box. Well done. Well done. <laughs> well, we're. I'm going to go I didn't back. Get the uh, matching mug memo. The oh, dude, you guess, I know. Oh, it's hard <laughs> to. Uh... Have, have you seen the movie Heartbreak Ridge, buddy? Uh, with Clint well, that's Eastwood. That's an old one. It is. It's an old classic, time, right? <laughs> well, when mm -hmm. Gunny Highway shows up every morning for PT. The troops at the start all show up with all the raggedy t-shirts. They're all out of no one's matchy match. Gunny's in one t-shirt that says, I'm Gunny and I'm rad. And everyone else doesn't have that t-shirt. So take off your t-shirts. Let's go for a run. That keeps happening until the boys get their gear squared away. And then they match Gunny Highway. And then it's good to go. Right now, you've got to figure out how to match Gunny Chance. That's what you got yeah. to do. You yeah, maybe need to get some uh, collective t-shirts made. Uh, maybe he, you know what he's he talks a good merch game <laughs> talk action fact of non-verba deeds not you. words don't worry i got you uh first off jassa good afternoon good to see you winter storm good morning always good to see you as well um and speaking of merch my version 2.0 of these mugs so this particular mug was going to be on sale on the website i got the initial order in and they weren't quite perfect they're good so they're they great good, but they but weren't not perfect they weren't perfect so mm. my version two should be in the in my mailbox in a next day or two once i have those and they're good to go it'll be on the website and then everyone can wake up in the morning and do their best dude nothing and, would please me more than to see sam uh in jolly old england with a coffee mm -hmm. mug in his hand that says do your best yeah That'd and be the benefit fantastic. is fantastic so for you you haven't seen this yet sam but this is actually i'm in this is my left hand 
I don't know if you can tell, but okay. so when you, if you're right-handed and you drink it normally, it tells you to do your best as you're drinking it. Mm. Say even do Versus, better, do oh, even yeah. better. That so should be on the other side. <laughs> do better is going to be, Ooh, that's a, you know what? That might be mug 3.0, <laughs> but, but no one cares on the other side. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> only you care bra oh, I like that. and i got uh, i got a shirt design in my head right now that as soon as we're done here i'm actually gonna be going on the website to design and make it a reality i think the mug should say this do your best even if you are drinking tea for the english guys what I, what i'm just saying <laughs> well it doesn't it doesn't say do your best with coffee. It just says do your best. So you I can't mean, do you can't do as well with tea as you can with coffee. Everyone knows that coffee is king and tea is number two. Agreed. I agreed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we're in agreement. Perfect. We can That's shut down the podcast. I was, I was hoping to hook Sam in there. <laughs> <laughs> like coffee drinking through. That's okay. So uh Taxel. Afternoon. Hi, good good to see you. Um, do you guys have any thoughts? Anything off the top of your head? Anything percolating? before we i have a There's something percolating today, with me about you got? keep pulling guard on these videos and not getting cross <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> you know i i watched the video myself last night and i thought how many times has chance burl's predictably done that move because your partner so was oh, about 12 100%. steps ahead oh, yeah. of you before you even tap bumped you know oh yeah yeah that is my uh my standard go-to to oh, use you my can see it yeah yeah and it is uh and if you Braven changed especially. your your grip from stand up to your traditional grip to a cross grip, you'd be far more effective. Agreed. Mm -hmm. I thought the same thing. I can do that. I can definitely do that. Uh, and Yay! Guess with mode. pro tips. Yes, I like it. The uh, funny thing is, is that Braven was Braven was a blue belt when I first started, mm -hmm. and so he's like a he's a nineteen year old brown belt right now, and he's freaking. I got I got told a piece of advice when I was in Brazil for the first time off a black belt when I pulled well we, we we started off on the ground but I kind of went on my back and he just stopped and went why would you ever put yourself on your back against someone better and right. I've never ever forgot it and I played top game ever ever since that day and Good. I don't get me wrong in the club obviously I'll pull guard I'll I'll, I'll mess around I, I'll never pull guard from standing I always throw but um yeah on the ground I'll lay on my back but if you're rolling with someone better why would you lay lay on your back now, I've got a question for you. <clears throat> so when that happened, that moment when you got on your back and, and you're in Brazil, and did he look at you disdainfully? Like, no, he or did, cool. did he look cool? Or what was it that... He just made, looked at me like I was an idiot. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good. Just sheer this disappointment, is, right? This like is like that. going back 2004, 2005. You know, this is uh, a long time ago. But yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, sometimes I, the reason I ask the question is because you know now that, well, you've learned the lesson. I, I mean, yeah. he, he oh, imparted yeah. the yeah. lesson on you in that moment. But there's many ways that that lesson can be imparted. And if he would have done it a bunch of other ways, it might not have sank in for a guy like you. Mm. But what he did was he chose the rather, either rightly or wrongly in his head, either strategically or not. He Maybe he got lucky and he interacted with you in that moment that, gave a positive outcome for you for the rest of your career he could have mm. played it a different way and it never would have sank in so do you think he was intellectual in that moment or was he just defaulting to a dismissive not another one of these guys 
Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I wouldn't have a good enough memory to say or, or the knowledge of the man, but uh, however he imparted his knowledge, it worked. So it worked. I suppose that's all that matters at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. Did, yeah. did you get the feeling like it was just a sheer disappointment from like his side? We're just like, oh, God. Yeah, well, it was just <laughs> one person. of those moments where you think, yeah, why would I? Why oh, would oh, I yeah. lay on my back for someone better than me to just pass my guard and <laughs> submit me? <laughs> yeah that makes a lot of sense i'm uh i'm gonna i'm gonna keep that I, in mind i i do also realize that i have a bit of a bet hate for sacrifice throws and pulling guards so i'm not saying mm. it's bad technique it's just mm. my uh it's called a sacrifice throw for a reason yeah uh, well it's because... a bad technique unless it's a 10 out of 10 every time <laughs> yeah 100 so i mean if, if you're standing up and you're you're taking that option and thinking four out of ten times this works uh, no, I'm yeah. not choosing that option. And you know, the funny thing is, is when I'm rolling with Braven specifically, when I first started rolling with him, I was uber aggressive. I was always, I was trying to, to get him to pin him down to actually stop him. Cause he's so fluid and mobile. Um, and he would just use that against me left, right and center. So I started falling back on to, you know, trying to pull guard or trying to use my length or trying to extend him a little bit, but he's also my height. So yeah, he is. in fact, he looks work. a little bit tall. He's a tall streak of cabbage, man. He really is. And yeah. he is super flexible and really fast. But the beauty so, of the gay, you can slow people down. In no right, I can yeah. understand with the flexibility and the speed, 100%. That does have a good good effect. But with the gay, there's little things you can do, you know, like gripping onto that belt. Just mm -hmm. you can wrap them up and that speed can kind of be negated. And then pressure, pressure, pressure. That's the plan, and uh, that's what I'm working on right now, but it is a challenge. <laughs> so I'm taking it oh, as an good. opportunity to get better. This is every time I roll with them, I'm, I actually had, uh, I think it was last week we were rolling together, and I was able to get a really solid cross grip, and I pinned my knuckles to the floor, and he couldn't spin around and invert on me. And I was like, ooh, it works, it works. And then he put me in an armbar, and I was like, oh, well, that 100% work, but <laughs> that's well, part of know, it, right? That's, that's part of it. The things that work don't work forever that should no, have exactly, been the takeaway yeah. you know yeah. it works it works in the moment that it needs to work and then you move on to the next thing that you need to work yes absolutely and i think it, that was my thing but yeah it is funny that moment when you pull something off on someone better than you and you have that moment what i did it and as you're thinking that i'll dwell on this moment and appreciate how good i am as hey, man, you're being so, submitted unconscious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Sometimes you just got to take a moment, whether that moment is, you know, passing out or not, passing whatever. Out or what, whatever. You know, sometimes you just got to take it and be like, aha, Still a win. I did it. It's a win. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was similar the first time I, I was able to last an entire round with some of like the higher belts. That was a moment. I was just like, yes, I didn't get submitted under in under two minutes, right? Like, <laughs> huzzah. It would have been probably two and a half minutes I would have been submitted, but. Still, you got to take your moment sometimes and just yeah. congratulations. Okay by the way, I don't think I've seen you since uh, you got your purple. Oh, oh yeah, right. Thanks very much. I appreciate it. It's been uh, it's been interesting to realize how little I know. Again, <laughs> every well, it seems like every say, time I get a new belt, all the I'm way like, up, ah. all the way yeah. up. Never like stops. every freaking day for me. Yeah. It's actually embarrassing. Every day that goes by, especially here on the collective, I'm every day reminded that i'm not that bright or not that special or not that whatever mm. whatever little false narrative that we all create in our little peanuts mm. it usually gets incised within an hour hanging out over here every morning yeah. I, I, at least that's what i find 
Well, the day you think you know it all is uh, not a good day. That's not the best day. <laughs> that's, that's the beginning of the end at that point. Yeah. Um, Alan Shabero says, admiring your own work. Yes. Yes, precisely. 100% Alan. It's always good to do in the middle of a fight. <laughs> smart right there. Just stop. Oh, yeah, this is a great thing. Um, and talking to horses, I went from BJJ geared for MMA to judo. I prefer the no-gi BJJ. Is this a bias or do you do more prefer no-gi? I think it's a bias in my point, point of view. I think both are really effective and both should be trained, but I don't think one is particularly better than the other. I know Sean is biased. He prefers the no-gi. I am. I'm oh, a no-gi guy. Oh. <laughs> what do you think, Sam? So are you I, biased? I'm the, I'm the opposite uh, in Chesney. So the club I train at is actually predominantly no-gi. Uh, that's what they push over here, all the big comps. So the only reason why I fought in the big shows like Grapple Fest and stuff is because uh, it, you know, it's because people watch it. But I am a lover of the gee. I started obviously judo from in like '96, so uh, I, I'm gee through and through. But I only compete no gee because it's a bigger sport now. Nobody wants yeah. to watch gee, mm. so mm. Um, I, I enjoy both. But I enjoy the chess game of gee far more. Yeah, we actually uh, before I took that or before that vi the portion of that video where we were rolling, we were actually playing chess for about ten minutes, and it was um, quite interesting because I really enjoy the ability to actually like stop and think about the move and go, hmm, now what do I want to do? I find it helps process. Whereas I, I don't. You don't like doing that? No, couldn't care so, less. Don't mm -hmm. care what the next move is. I'm right here, right now doing my thing flowing however it flows is how it flows and i'm not trying to solve anything i'm just trying to solve myself and so as long as i keep my mind empty and and i project into the moment i'm all right it doesn't matter where it goes left right up down grab this don't grab that none of that matters to me my game is a different game in bjj than when i first started and that's why i love no gi it allows me to empty my mind and flow and not and not slow things down my one of my actual issues i think issues probably challenges or whatever is that i think fast and because i think fast it's not that ghee bores me i would never say that but it doesn't move at the pace that my intellectual mind moves and so it's not that it's frustrating me or boring me or any of that my mind is built for no ghee and weirdly enough, then I have to empty my mind to keep doing no gi. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's interesting that I actually found one of the things um, I struggled with coaching is because my whole game, especially I'd say no gi, is off feel. Always has been. Um, Same for me. I just move. Mm -hmm. I feel so to coach that is extremely difficult. It so is. all of a sudden you're trying to break down techniques and you're thinking, hold on, I don't actually break. I just. I just, I get, I take what they give me, <laughs> you know, it's, um, so it's a skill set in itself, coaching it and being perfectly honest, I think you can learn a lot from coaching, but, um, it's not my passion in BJJ. I don't mm. have a real, I, I do, I do do one-on-one -on -one coaching with, uh, Bob, who you've had on here, who mm. I just had the opportunity to give his blue belt the other week, actually. Um, awesome. And I enjoy it with him. Just, he's a quick learner. He's athletic. He's strong you know, all that, but um, it wouldn't be my forte in BGJ mm. uh, because I enjoy just rolling the feel of it. And Yeah, yeah you know, you actually you, saying that, I've never thought about it before, but I've actually created a little bit of a problem for my 
son who has been doing BJJ for eight years. And for about three years, we focus him and I, he's my main rolling partner. And, and when COVID uh, locked everything down, my, we just continued rolling father, son sort of thing. And so what I spent for about three years was teaching him how to roll with his eyes closed just to develop the feel Our my game, his game, our game is entirely built on feel and no planning, uh, just interacting in the moment based on the universe, for lack of a better term. We will roll with uh, with our with face masks on backwards so that neither of us can see. I'll roll with anyone that way. It doesn't matter to me. Um, I My entire game is feel-based. So the faster it moves, the more fluid it is, the more it, it, it pleases me. Uh, if it goes in a direction that I completely don't understand, I don't care because I'm not trying to understand it. I'm mm-hmm. just trying to be in the moment and interact with the energy that I'm feeling. That's so that's my BJJ and it's hard to teach to your point. And so I never taught my son in a day or two or 10 lessons. It was over three years with our eyes closed. And so how does he now teach that to someone else? I don't know, but yeah, yeah. that's the challenge for him to figure out, I suppose. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. important to be able to do both. I mean, like, as I said, I love the floor, but also I also like rolling and, deciding in my head i am only allowed this submission and this is how i'm going to get it and and i will do that for that for that role i'll get it it doesn't matter what submissions they give me before that i won't take them because i I know which one i want um because then you know you can actually do the technique you know Mm -hmm. um so like that as well but yeah i've only just started experiencing that myself i mean like within the last couple of years have i found myself able to say to myself uh, i don't want anything else but i'm going to get a really groovy arm in triangle or something like that whatever mm-hmm. it doesn't much matter uh, arm bar and an arm in a triangle and so um if if i get it then it's not that i'm overly pleased it's just that i give myself a little bit of a nod and and, and say to myself okay i guess i can do that now uh by setting those kind of challenges but i don't feel comfortable as uh, being able to do it really well all the time. It's a relatively new thing for me, just a couple of years. Yeah, we uh, we actually just br- brought up some some of the senior white belts, guys who are just about to get their blue belts up to the advanced class after the fundamentals class. And uh, <laughs> the instructor at the point in time said, okay, you're going to do two minutes of rolling. You're going to get a arm bar and an Ezekiel. If you can't get those, you're going to do push-ups at the end of the two minutes. And we were like, okay, cool. And it's fun. Like it's, it's fun to know that you're going to put a particular move on, but it's also fun because they know what's coming and you have to figure a way to get it when they don't know, when they actually know how to defend it, that kind of stuff. So, so you're trying to put it on them and they're trying to defend and you've got two minutes and if you don't make it, then you got, okay, check. So that's a great drill, except if it's not being run well, and so that requires a good coach to run that moment. And by that, I mean, like, it can reinforce a negative uh, pathway. Yeah. So if it's a new blue belt with a maybe a three-stripe white belt, and uh, that blue belt is told, you're on the clock, make that arm bar happen. Now they're thinking, come hell or high water, because I don't mm. want to do push-ups. For sure. And all of a sudden, their technique goes out the window, and they amplify their aggression. Now it's speed and not quite violence, but weight and all of the things that we're trying to move them away from to become more efficient, more effective, more fluid, more skillful. Um, I I don't know. It would have to be managed well, I think. 
Yeah, and this one particularly is uh, me and or my training partner Rob and I are we just both got promoted to purple belt, and the closest belt to us is a four stripe white belt. So it was just the purple belts versus kind of the white belts, <laughs> and that's why it was more directed to us of make these things happen. Mm-hmm. But again, we're farther enough along that we can go. Okay, well, I'm not going to force it because I don't want to hurt anybody, and I don't want to make sure. I want to make sure my training partner that I'm the white belt that I'm working with knows that there's a lesson in this, rather than me just smashing him. No, stuff that they're a white belt smashing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm, I mean, I, I wasn't making a case to protect the white belts. I was making a case to improve the blue belts. <laughs> that's a good point. Um, but the neat the neat part about it was when they gave us. Uh, when he gave us two submissions in the two in the two minutes, which was I found quite interesting, was the initial roll. They didn't know which one we were going after right off the bat. Mm, right. But the second one, for sure, they knew which one we we're going mm, after on right. the next one. So I got an armbar right off the bat, and Rob got an Ezekiel, and then uh, we. So as soon as we tap bumped on the next sequence, they knew the like my training partner knew when Ezekiel was coming. So his his hands were here the whole time, and I had to you know, fake him out to get rid of the hands. And I had to just do something in order to get my hands around his neck. And I actually went for another armbar to get him to release his hands. So he would lock up here and then I wrapped around his neck and good to go. But I do like the point is that in order to better yourself, you need to understand your own habits, right? Similar to the fact that I, I was going for that, uh, uh, the guard pull right off the bat against, Raven. I know that I do that all the time and I need to know that that doesn't work against him in order to better my chances next time. Well, you've known that a long time. It's true. And you haven't changed a thing until a couple of dudes said, bro, change a thing. And that's your job as a purple belt with the whites. You can't just put the herd on them, which is fun. I mean, you should put the herd on them. Every once in a while. But uh, I mean, it's kind of mandatory. Put a bit of herd on them and then teach them the lesson of the moment, which is not actually about the Ezekiel. It's deeper than that usually. Exactly. Yeah. The setups and all that stuff. And one, one of my favorite things to do is smash them right off the bat and then teach them a lesson. (laughs) Because you got to, you got to, you know, Put dominance right down, right, uh, right in front. Make sure everyone knows I'm going to crush you. Then I'm going to teach you a lesson. Um, That's a way. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, being a purple belt, I have to show up late. Okay. Miss the warm ups completely. Step in, smash somebody, then teach them a lesson. That's how it works, right? That that is a good fantasy. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we went into the weeds on jujitsu, but uh, any other percolating thoughts? Anything else you guys got on the topic of the day oh so no subject today is there not <clears throat> oh I, I have lots of subjects here I just oh, wanted, we, we we went into the weeds chance on. was informing us how bjj works i think we've checked that box now we, of course i mean i know how to do it obviously right <laughs> obviously we I'm now know about, i'm telling you guys saw the videos i know what i'm doing <laughs> i got do. choked out twice in the span of a minute and a half um but yeah if you guys are good to go i had a thought today so i wanted to bring it to to y'all um I was thinking I was doing my videos of my morning shoulder routine to try and repair the stuff with my bands and doing all these things. And I have um, on my arm, lest we forget, tattooed. And I thought to myself while I was doing it was the fact that, you know, the overall meaning of it is that 
you don't forget those who have fallen. You don't forget the sacrifices made. You you live for them. But I think it goes deeper than that. In that, you know, it goes to what we say. Do your best. It also, I wore this shirt specifically, as I normally do. It was not a waste. And uh, talk about Afghanistan, of lest we forget. Really dives into living life every day well. Because we don't want to forget what it like what it's like to live life poorly what do you guys think to define what living life well is and living life poorly mm, that's a very good question so in my eyes living to your to do your best right <laughs> living your best life which means that you got to push yourself to move out of your comfort zone and be a better human being every day and i think that's part of the concept of lest we forget because by letting yourself go by allowing yourself to fall into disrepair or disregard of your own life you are forgetting you're forgetting what it takes to live a life well what do you think i I like sam's question and here's why because you can hold up your arm all day long and say lest we forget and you've already forgotten what less we forget means because you never identified what you're trying to forget or not forget. What is the objective of less we forget? What are we trying not to forget? Mm. And so until a person keeps reinforcing that on the daily, it's just another tattoo. It's just not another ship and anchor that says mom on it. It has no meaning unless you apply meaning to it by clearly defining what it means to you. And not just once every decade, maybe not once every day, but certainly refreshing the consideration of what these kind of things mean to you. Because today and a year from now, that tattoo will mean something completely different. Mm -hmm. If you're nuanced, if you're paying attention to the detail, if you're tracking deltas, that tattoo will mean something completely different. But if you look at it from a top-down view or a satellite view over the period of decades, the tattoo means the same thing every time if you're just looking at it from a long, long, long distance. But the moment that you get up real close to it and start considering what you're thinking about, what you're representing, what you're literally wearing on your arm, what does that mean to you? That's what shapes your life. Mm-hmm. Not, And I'm not saying that that's a pithy statement of lest we forget, but I do know guys who treat it like a pithy statement as if by saying it, they are living it. Mm-hmm. But there are two different things. So I, I like the uh, the clarification, Sam. Absolutely. And this yeah, is... That, go ahead, Sam. I try, I try and I think I'm understand what you're saying now. I'll try and echo it a little bit. Is You can get people that live in that time still. And there's yeah. a real danger of that. You know, I, I see that a lot now of uh, living in the past. I mean, I've lost some of my closest friends and role models uh, in Afghanistan uh, and after. But you can live in that time and that's not healthy either. So, you know, you appreciate the good times and you move forward. And then when you're defining what your best, I mean, I don't live my life for anybody else in that, in that sense, if that's what you're getting at. Mm. Um, But about doing your best, I'm not sure people know what their best is. (laughs) That's a good point. Yep. I suppose you've got to consider that before you start to try to do your best what your best is, what you'd like to be best at or in your life, what what a best version of a life means to you. And it's funny, 
and understand you'll never achieve it. That's right. So Sam, you'd, but when we were in the green room, uh, I think we kind of kicked it off along the lines of, uh, I think you said something to the effect of looks like I'm kind of having a little bit of fun out here, uh, et cetera. And, and I was, and I gave back the pithy statement of, yeah, just trying to live my best life, bro. And then we kind of went into that little back and forth. And ultimately I think we ended up with this. Well, all my life did not fall in my lap. Mm-hmm. that's that's a long body of work that I've created myself. So if anyone sees anything that's happening right now in my life, it didn't fall off of the tree. I created it. And so my life is shaped by my directions. And if, if we're going to plant lest we forget in there, what I don't want to forget is all of the hard work that it's taken me to get here. And I want other people out there to understand that they too can have it, but it's just hard work. It's just time. If you keep your nose to the grindstone, you can create any kind of life that you want in any direction that you want. Uh, so that's what less we forget means to me. I don't forget where I came from and I don't forget how hard it is to get here. I agree. And I, I figured you would, you would take this uh, tack because what I wanted to actually talk about today was what does it mean? And the concept of meaning in general is that, or I wanted to talk about the concept of meaning because it you can take a pithy statement and it can mean something deep to one person. It can it can touch their soul, but for another person, it can just be a pithy statement, right? There are lots of people that say, "Lest we forget," once a year on Remembrance Day. You know, they put their poppy down on the cenotaph, and cool, and that's the end of it right? That's, that's their only interaction with it. They, they have their one minute of silence here. And that's what it means to them is a minute of silence and thought. Whereas other people can take it to a whole nother level and allow it to run their life, right? Whereas you were saying, you know, we've lost friends and now they just live there in that loss, in that, uh, in that time period versus moving forward and moving on. But do you think that there is a there's a way for others to develop meaning in things and to take something that is a pithy statement or that is something that they've never really considered deeply and develop that into a, a way of life or a something they could take forward in their life. What do you think? Sam? (laughs) (laughs) I was paused two or three and waiting for (laughs) silence. (laughs) Yeah. What do you think? trying to I'm, I'm trying to get my head around the question as in statements that will change the way people's meaning i mean i'm struggling with this in, in some ways and the fact is you don't talk about faith on this podcast which i respect um but when you're talking about meaning i find it very hard to avoid so well That's we cool. don't talk about religion yeah we're, so, we're not gonna yeah but dude if if you're driven and i know you are if you're driven at your core by faith that's 100% legit that's a big part of the conversation well that would be that would be 100% my meaning and and even why I do everything and I don't believe everything is done through my own hard work it's through mm. you know through the glory of God that's cool I dig so, it I dig it so um I can't take pride in in things I've done yes I can work hard and we are meant to work hard but uh I don't nothing I have is from me would be my point <laughs> it's a good it's a good, good spin point. i love that spin because it I, that's not how i think 
but I totally appreciate it. And and because it's not how I think, your your way of um, considering this subject not forces me, but obligates me to think of it in a way that you're thinking of it. And it doesn't mean that you and I are going to totally synchronize in this moment and we're both going to start living each other's lives or whatever. But I do love different opinions like this. And mm -hmm. good or bad, it doesn't matter to me. It just makes me think a little bit outside of my own little box. So I'm totally mm -hmm. into it, pal. Yeah. And I mean, the concept of faith is not foreign, right? It's not something that, um, that Sean or I don't understand or anything. It's the... The reason we don't talk about religion on this on the podcast in general is just that the fact that it's divisive, right? Mine is better than yours, yours is better than mine, so on and so forth. Lots of different things. But the concept of faith, though, I mean, you can have faith in in your own strength. You can have faith in the fact that someone else is or something else is directing you. You can have faith in lots of different things. I mean, there are people that believe in a flying spaghetti monster. Sure, whatever, right? But mm. the concept is is that what what drives you right what is it that keeps you moving forward how do you take even something like a, you know i said a pithy statement but it could be scripture right yeah it i mean be a line from the torah it could be anything yeah yeah so scripture i guess my guess is my issue well, i'm i'm i enjoy conversations like this so if you put your meaning in something other than what god so you put it in man put it in self put it in a pithy statement as you say my opinion is they'll always let you down because we're all imperfect. So we let ourselves down. We lie to ourselves every day. I'm going to do this tomorrow. You don't do it. Boom. Automatically fell short. You know, put it in a statement. You said you forget what the statement even means. You you, you know, you're putting your meaning in things that are fallible. Mm -hmm. um, and you're defining what's good and what's bad. And and uh, and don't forget, I, I've not always had faith. I lived 29 years of my life without it. So <laughs> I, I tend to know. What, what the other mindset is as well but so so that would be my kind of point on that is to put meaning in anything other um is risky in oh, my opinion it is and and you know that's it it is <laughs> and 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 the reason that it's kind of not a gamble um it's because none of us have got anything figured out and what faith does to some degree is gives gives you a certain sense of trajectory clarity uh, rather than me muddling around going this way and that way and wandering the world and sometimes backwards, faith can give you a certain sense of clear forward trajectory, a, a, a guiding light, for lack of a better term. And uh, that's that's a, a pretty handy way to start moving forward and, and, and understanding what things mean to you in your life. And so how do people move forward or how to how do people improve or how do they get themselves out of the situation that they're in? What, how, how I always explain it to people is find something that you can engage in. That's going to make you feel like you want to engage in it. And so that could be freaking faith. Faith mm -hmm. can easily slip into that position and have someone engage back in life. Cause that's the problem, man. If you're not engaged in life, it's literally slipping out of your hands. And that's what I see a lot of guys doing, living in the past and don't know how to move further ahead. And because they've got nothing to latch onto that they can have a certain sense of connection with, or we'll call it pride of executing against, 
a year from now, they feel like they're no further ahead. And it tends to make people feel a little further back. As their friends progress, they haven't moved an inch. And the delta just keeps, keeps getting more and more obvious or visible. And so for me, if it's faith or if it's try to become a macrame world champion, it doesn't matter. Get a sense of purpose, engage in that purpose, and then start meeting a, a crew or a clan or a tribe as you're in that process. Get some people standing on your left and right that you feel you're aligned with. That's a good way to move forward, and that can be done with faith. Mm. Totally agree. I think also there, there's a there's a point with meaning that I believe. I think it starts with pithy statements, <laughs> as, as bad as that sounds, is that, you know, if you have never heard the term, lest we forget, it, it's just another statement, right? If you don't know what it means, but they, even then when someone just explains it to you and you go, oh, okay, that makes sense, right? It's not up until you develop the meaning of something, whether it be faith, whether it be remembrance, whether it be, um, you know, doing your best, whether it be being a macro world champion. You have to develop what that means to begin with and how it, how it applies to you or how you apply to it, at least in my mind. And I think that, um, that the process itself of developing meaning is how you gain meaning in something. Yeah, but it takes time. And that's the problem. No it one does. wants to take the time. Mm. What? You mean I can't have it by the end of today? <laughs> I mean, it takes time. Yeah. And that's, that is probably the greatest downfall of certain well, modern society anyway, is people want it yesterday and it doesn't work that way. And then what's even scarier is they believe that they're going to get fulfillment when they do achieve it. Right. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, I don't know about, you know, your trajectory and my trajectory are, are probably similar just in different avenues, but I know this to be true for me. The moment that I think I have whatever achieved, whatever the heck achieved means, it just means that I'm just seeing, it's like an, uh, I used to call it the uh, reverse triangle philosophy or, or theory that I put out to my athletes about uh, nearly 20 years ago. And it's the inverted pyramid. The further you go up the pyramid, the more you see. You get halfway up the pyramid, now you're starting to lose sense of how little you know. And by the time you get to the top of the base of the pyramid, it's beyond your reach. You can't see anything beyond that. So I look at life, the things that I do, as a reverse pyramid. I know a lot of people, they flop it. They look at the pyramid and think, okay, I'm starting at the base. I just want to get to the top. I, in my head, it's inverted. I, I start at the tip of whatever I'm looking into, which is a tiny, tiny little dot on that pyramid. And I think, well, here I go, stepping into towards the base of the pyramid. And uh, it, to me, it represents a never-ending journey that even when you get close to the end, we'll call it the base of the pyramid, you, you can't even see what you're into. So, yeah. And you have a great understanding of that, um, you know, which shows in your life because those, like I said, those that think when they achieve that thing and then they'll go, yes, I've done it. That's yes, I've it. made it. <laughs> Look at me go. It's, it's a milestone. <laughs> You know, oh, if you're yeah. talking about them in goals, they're just milestones of growth and the word process gets used a lot, but it's right, isn't it? It's, it is right. So that's why it's really important to understand who we are and not hold our identity in things 
um, because that's a danger as well. Um, you know, I recently had a conversation with somebody and they mentioned about how they understood how important physical activity was for them, which I agree with. It is very important, mm-hmm. but how they would, um, you know, not be able to live without it. And I find that quite a scary comment. I yeah, understand it, the it's a bad comment. Of physical activity, but if your whole identity is in that, well, what happens if your health, you know, what happens if the worst happens all of a mm-hmm. sudden, what life's not worth living now. Um, so this is where I feel like we need a deeper identity and deeper purpose uh, to life and important that we live it. We don't just preach it and we don't practice it. We have to live it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a difference. There is an, and, and there's two differences there. There's the difference that society sees where it's empty words as someone's trying to represent that they're living that life. And that's really discouraging for the people who are viewing it. But it's also discouraging for the person who's doing it because we all know, we all know within ourselves when we're cheating ourselves or when we're cheating the system or when we're more correctly cheating the process. And so we're doing it to ourselves and then by proxy, we're doing it to the people around us and it's not legit. You I can mean, feel that though. You can, you can feel, feel it. You can, you can feel it. it. Yeah. The yeah. dissonance, you can feel it. Yeah. There's a great point uh, you brought up there, Sean, that. I actually really like the inverted pyramid concept is that, you know, when you first start looking for something to achieve or you start looking for some sort of level to hit and be like, yeah, I made it to the top of the pyramid. There's a fallacy in that thinking that once you reach the top, you're going to like, oh, you know, everything, right? Like it's, it's a, it's a buildup of information that all of a sudden like, aha, check done. Right versus the inverted pyramid where you start knowing absolutely nothing right at the tip and the farther you go up the inverted pyramid the more information is available to you which allows you to maneuver you're not just going up a straight line you're actually working your way along and figuring out Mm -hmm. how to get to the top and then once you reach the top or the the top of the inverted pyramid the amount of information available to you is that much deeper yeah it's lateral exactly so you have much more access to information whether that be information about yourself whether that be information about meaning whether it be information about faith like but it really comes back down to information because the more you can access the more you can think the more you can develop the more you can have the more meaning things have because you've taken the time to learn all of that information to get there and uh there's a good couple of comments here paul samplonia says maturity is part of the equation and it does 100 percent um, and then talking to horses says before enlightenment, chop wood and carry water after enlightenment, chop wood and carry water. <laughs> Sounds like what you're speaking of as the old adage goes, what do you guys think? Accurate? I would say, uh, the first part is accurate. And I know Jason well enough that mm-hmm. it's pretty much on point. I just, I need, I feel the need to tweak it a little bit. So, you? Um, what? no, no, <laughs> I'm contentious. So, um, before enlightenment, chop wood and carry water check after enlightenment after enlightenment chop wood and carry water next to someone else so that they can see how you chop wood and carry water there you go pass on that information and yeah no way (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. uh sam what do you think is that uh accurate for what you're what you're thinking uh yeah i I like the new tweaked version it's very good (laughs) (laughs) There's no point learning anything if you don't share it. There's no, There's no point. Knowledge What's the point? is there to be shared. It's just a solo journey. 
I ain't into it. I'm 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 onto the freak train ride. I love that. I love I love learning from other people. I love passing on information to other people. That's how we're supposed to ride this train is sharing it together. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Well said. There you go. Why your podcast works. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I'm still I'm I'm on the cusp of almost calling it a podcast. I'm still trying to call it oh, a body right. in Enough. my head. Just okay. don't <laughs> I do love the fact that he he keeps saying I have two bodies every day and I'm like you do know how that sounds, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, stick with it then. Stick with it. I'm sticking with yeah. it. I can yeah. see a good logo for a t-shirt. There you go. A couple of bodies a day. There you go. That's, That's uh, not. <laughs> but so the uh, the reason why I wanted to bring this up, because I mean, it is a very important subject to discuss in general of how to, you know, develop meaning within people. Because a lot of times we can get disillusioned with the world, right? The world is, there's it's full of, what is it, 8 billion people now? Something like that? I, 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 now let's hang on a sec, just just to keep the statements clear. Maybe Chance Burroughs does on the regular get disillusioned. So if you want to speak for yourself, that's cool. Okay. But if you're speaking for the general population, like me as an example, I don't think that way. I don't. I, I, I'm not disillusioned like that all the time. Like my program's pretty tight. The reason that my life is good is because I craft it that way. Mm -hmm. And if I'm disillusioned, it's rare. Like there's things that bug me for sure out there, particularly on the internet. And generally it revolves around this, a lot of talk, which is cheap and no action, which is sweat. So that really is under my skin right now. So I'm a bit disillusioned by how disconnected from how to live a, a good life versus not. And so I'm a bit disillusioned by that, but I'm, that's not how I, that's not my regular MO. I am not regularly disillusioned. Okay. Let me rephrase then. I don't think that everybody is regularly disillusioned. I'm saying that it's, it can be easy to be disillusioned. There is lots out there in the not world. Me. That, no, that I'm not cannot, easily disillusioned. No, I'm not. Okay. But because, so the reason I'm pushing back a touch mm -hmm. is if you're easily disillusioned, then you're not robust. You're not used to adversity. Mm -hmm. You have not faced enough challenges in your life so that when that quote unquote disillusion comes at you, you can just whatever, man, I've seen that a thousand times. It's no big deal. I think that the penchant or the, the desire today to, uh, knee jerk react on I'm disillusioned with what just happened, or I'm disillusioned with X, Y, Z. If it's happening frequently, you just haven't bumped your knee enough. Sam, you got any thoughts? What do you think? Got a couple of thoughts on that one. <laughs> I kind of understand what you're saying. So uh, just just to jump on, what uh, it's interesting what actually bugs you there, Sean. So that's obviously you're very, um, you know your core values. And when other people aren't living in your core values, that really bugs you, which is interesting it, to see. It does. And, and, and that's a, that's <laughs> because a we believe that what mine. we believe is right. <laughs> right. And, and I, dude, I totally recognize the shortcoming yeah, in myself. Yeah. Oh, however, yes. however, I will say this, the overarching band-aid that helps yeah. me say that and not feel too bad about it is because I know it's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I not, that, I'm not disagreeing because we've got I similar do. core values. It's a problem, right? It's a problem. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, it is funny. Uh, you know, we do need empathetic mindset at times. We've all got different life experiences, but I, I know exactly what you were saying. 
Uh, but with regards to, you know, the world disillusions, I think, you know, what we're talking about is there's a lot of distractions in the world now, isn't it? and that's the way it's made. We live in a fallen world at the end of the day. So, you know, whether it's sex, whether it's money, whether it's uh, gluttony, you know, food, poor nutrition, it's all there. Everything's there to distract you from from you know what you should be focused on so um if that's what you're talking about yeah i mean uh i agree in that sense um but uh yeah no go ahead ah but, bro don't even don't even <laughs> you're not gonna work i was gonna say i i am not i would say i am also not disillusioned to what the world is um mm. but i'm also human so can i still be distracted of course because that's human nature and we're all imperfect dude you're distracting me right now <laughs> with his awesomeness it is it's, yeah. it's legit yeah the and the, the reason so i want to develop this a little bit so the reason that i say it's easy to get disillusioned is the fact that as as you said sam is that there are lots of distractions out there there's lots of ways that you can allow yourself to be disillusioned or allow yourself to be distracted or allow yourself to lose meaning in things but it takes an effort to maintain it, right? It takes effort to maintain a meaning in something. It takes effort to live a good life. It takes effort to be, um, to live a hard line life. So, like, Sean, you have a program. You run a tight program, 100%. Discipline. But that takes effort. It takes daily effort. Because yeah. there's, there's all kinds of things that would be super easy for you to just be like, yeah, I'm not going to. Not because he, he values his time and I do. Uh, my my time is important, not just for me, but for my family and for the world. Exactly. And so, and I was taught discipline by the military. I understand its power. There's, there's barely a day. Well, not every day, but there's at least three days a week out of the seven days that I usually ride that I don't want to put my shoes on, man, mm -hmm. but discipline mm -hmm. puts the shoes on. And then I find a way to motivate myself out there, usually with some, uh, you're not going to like it, Sam. ACDC. And so I like uh, a bit of ACDC. All right, bro. All right. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> but discipline gets me out the door. Discipline mm. runs my life every yeah. day. There's things that I don't want to do that I do. There's things that I, etc. cetera. Uh, yeah. So because you don't I, fool I, yourself. So because say again, without, because you're not fooling yourself because that's right. Discipline, that's right people do become unhappy when i talk about routine you know i'm strict with my morning routine i don't do my morning routine monday to friday i do it seven days a week because why would i want my, why would i want saturday and sunday it doesn't make any sense. makes me feel good like why yeah. would i want to do that take the but weekend off from themselves. doing oh, good I'll, I'll sleep in on the weekend why yeah. why yeah because because two days of the week i don't want to do good it's called saturday and sunday i need two yeah. days off from goodness it makes no well, sense I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that it goes back to meaning, right? If it if you're taking the days off to not just because you don't want to do it, it means it doesn't mean as much to you. And to what your guys' point is, your discipline, your routine, it means something to you, right? It ha it holds meaning, and in order to maintain the meaning that it holds, you have to keep doing it. And I think that that's that, like as you said, if you don't want to live a a good life seven days a week. Well, it, that means that your routine holds meaning of of having a good life. And I think that that is part of developing your meaning, is developing discipline, developing routine, develop, uh, anything that you're going to develop into your life and you're going to implement it in a positive manner. If you're going to continue doing it, 
it has to have meaning and you have to develop that meaning through time. So what's your well, meaning? What, you've got to ask your question, right? You've got to ask the question, <laughs> right? How we started this thing off. Yeah. And, and Sam has got us to a point, which to me, in my mind, for whatever reason, is perfect because I'm thinking someone wants to run their program five days a week, but then they need two days off from their program. What days off from what? What program are you running five days a week, but not the other two? Life? Oh, now we're talking about life. So what, you're taking two days off from life? No. The two days that you're taking off is your life? Well, so what's the other five days? I mean, it it becomes a binary point or a divisive point in someone's life where some of the week they don't do their life and the other two days they do do their life. How does that work? So if you have if you know what your meaning in life is if, or if you know what life means to you you won't take days off from the life that you want to pursue that's a great point sam i also got it wrong i don't know <laughs> what do you think what i said yeah, <laughs> yeah it is it is I'm, 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 i agree <laughs> i'm spooling it in my head thinking yes of course sam of course you yeah, got you, us to you, this point good in man. a good way no that's that's right yeah, but when you're talking about meaning, it's still an interesting, very often question. I'm interested to know what your meaning is. My meaning? My personal meaning? I'm still developing that. My meaning, honestly, I've, um, Sean and I were having a, this conversation a little while ago um, about the stag. I thought it was a really cool, interesting conversation. We were likening, you know, uh, being a leader, being. Well, let me ask you this question because it plays into what my answer will be. Dude, but... are you ducking the answer to Sam right now? No, that is unbelievable. Don't straw man argument this and redirect it towards the bluebird on the tree outside <laughs> your window. Get hey, me man. the answer. I'm 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 doing my hosting gig right now, but no, the <laughs> <laughs> um it, it plays into it. So we were talking about this and I was like, What what's the what's the perfect what's the word that comes into your mind when you think of a stag? Stag. Well, you you look at a stag generally a quite an isolate animal. They're usually on their own, aren't they? But um, oh, well, you were linking that to leadership in some way there, where you? you mentioned leadership, we were, but yeah, um, but well, I'll have to be open to that turn. Um, first thing that comes is a stag. Powerful. Power. There you go. That's a good one. We were. I was thinking um, proud. And I think you said uh, majestic or regal. I, I was going to say like majestic and I stopped yeah. myself. Yeah. <laughs> those were the words that we were throwing around. Yeah. So those and, are three words I wouldn't describe a leader if that's where you're going. So. Right. No. And, and dude, that's yeah. So it's an entire different conversation. It's quite interesting. And it, as you state, that's that is not kind of part of it, but. You're right to think that. So, yeah. so anyway, Chance Pearls, you're, you're I'm going to come back to it. I'm coming right, back to go. it. Don't worry. So the the whole concept, the reason we started talking about that was um, we were trying to figure out, well, we were trying to kind of develop this concept of who you are and what you do. And I always thought of myself as a bit of a defender. I was always looking to help other people and I've always wanted to assist those around me. Uh, it wasn't until recently that I realized that that was actually a, it was an excuse of external proxy. Right, it's I don't have to deal with my problems if I'm helping someone else, because <laughs> I can deal it's with called, their problems. Oh, the rescuer, you're in the victim mm -hmm. triangle. Exactly. Right? So it took me a while to understand that that seeking of meaning through external proxy was not effective. 
because I was always seeking more people to help rather than just turning inwards and looking at myself. <clears throat> and so my, what I see as meaning has changed over the years and the development of, you know, the concept of the stag and all these things, but came with the understanding that my meaning was to communicate and community build. And this is what I've been working on the last few, uh, few weeks, I guess, no, maybe a week now, last few days in my own head is developing my meaning as a community builder. And that's what I really do well in. That's what I really seek out is to not only develop the community, but like develop the community, right? Being part of it and then developing it upwards to help. So that's my meaning. Slightly. Uh, I like By all means. Yeah. Just when you're saying about um, you're seeking to help people and you were seeing it more as an external than internal. Actually, I would say that is a good meaning wanting to help people. But mm-hmm. what I'm hearing is you are probably helping people for validation. Yes. So that's where it's wrong. Because mm-hmm. I actually yes, think right. we should put others before ourselves. I genuinely believe that. Mm-hmm. Yes, we need to fill our cup up to be the best version of us, but we should be seeking to help others. But it's the reason why, what's the core of why you're helping them? What's your yeah, heart buddy. condition? And that's what I'd want to know what your heart condition is. Mm-hmm. So. And right now that's where again this the conversation developed about the stag and <clears throat> it was the the concept that I can help people, but the best way to help people is to make sure that I am in fit fighting order kind of deal. I need to be the best version of myself. It's to, to be you. Provide, exactly. To provide an example for others to do the same. And yeah, uh, literally Sam has just stated that. I mean, what does it all mean? Do you bro mm-hmm. become the best version of you, whatever that means. And yeah. in time, however long a day, a, a lifetime, You'll see yourself if you get to work on yourself and then you're you and now you understand your own meaning and then you'll be able to do whatever you're supposed to do on this planet because you're doing you. And it's tough. It's tough to be so authentic that you're you're just you, not the things that people you think want you to be. Just do you and it'll sort itself out. And don't don't miss it because from what I see, you're doing it. (laughs) You know, you, you seem to be pretty honest on your socials and when you let things slip and when you're struggling and when you're trying to be consistent with a new you know with your shoulder movements now you're being mm. you you, you're being you so don't miss it so, oh yeah. i can't wait till i'm me in two years time <laughs> i can't wait until i'm winning me <laughs> yes i'm gonna be the best me in five years no i'm and gonna be such a winner me in two years <laughs> that's, that's, so, don't miss it would be my only two pence it, worth there and, and sam that that's amazing because you know the truth of the matter is when you become whatever the winner you in two years that's not, actually not the best you the best you is right now mm-hmm. while you're in the mix that's in the, the trenches getting gritty that's the good stuff man you mm. two years from now you'll wish you were back in the trenches working on this kind of gritty stuff it's it's live it's raw it's it's a bit edgy it can you can turn it into fun to some degree uh so enjoy it man yeah don't look forward to two years from now i feel oh, like not. we turned this round well on the horse didn't we not bad <laughs> not bad sam Did not pretty bad. well uh but this is the reason again the reason why i wanted to get into this is that i find a lot of a lot of times the seeking of meaning will give itself meaning and if you don't seek it then there's there's nothing there you can try to place meaning but what do you think yeah i kind of live by that and the fact is 
I talk about people when they're, when they're searching about faith. I said it's about asking questions, but it's about accepting the answers that you find. And a lot yeah. of people won't accept the answers that they find. So yeah, like, like you're saying there about seeking meaning, you have to, you have to actually ask the questions. Um, so, yeah. And face I mean, the answers. And face, face the answers. The answers yeah. oh, 100%. So, you know, like we said, I mean, three different people here, three different very viewpoints, do you know what I mean? So, like, I, you know, I kind of call my mindset more of an eternal mindset. I don't think of the world. I think of eternity. So a uh, whole different mindset to thinking about the world that we live in right now that I believe mm -hmm. is fallen. So. <laughs> so sometimes these podcasts feel like eternity when Sam Co comes over here and drops mega wisdom. I'm like what? Will he just stop dropping wisdom? Is this, stop this going to go on forever? Yeah. No, you see, you're trying to make me prideful now. You're bigging that's me right, up. Buddy, now. That's right, buddy. I'm throwing the hook out there. <laughs> I'm not bite. taking it. Dang. I like it. See, more awesomeness right there. That's uh, fantastic. Uh, one you're last comment. Man, <laughs> one last comment for Winter Storm says i'm the best at dealing with others problems it, and it is you know the funny thing is it's really easy really avoidance <laughs> to avoid your own issues yeah. by trying to help other people but again if you're if your calling is to help other people and to be you know selfless and sacrifice your time for others absolutely but understand why you're doing it otherwise it's uh it's just a way to get get away from your own self and we're just over an hour now sam you got any final thoughts anything still percolating in the back of your head other than my jiu-jitsu not that we can talk about in one minute but, uh, That's right. i really appreciate you having me on again really enjoy these honest raw conversations and yeah thanks very much for having me and yeah good good i enjoyed the chat <laughs> from bjj to talking about life's meaning can't, can't yeah. beat it can you slipping so, a little bit of faith i appreciate in there. well done yeah, and got faith in there, which is so it's a win for me. It is. <laughs> it's a win for all of us, buddy. It was good really crack, is. as they say. <laughs> good crack, yeah. Sean, any uh, final thoughts? Anything? No, nah, it was real good or... to see you, buddy. Uh, please come over again as soon as you can. Uh, yeah, just put me in the calendar like you did last time. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that. I can definitely do that. I got uh, I got a couple other Irishmen coming in as well, so maybe I'll just link you all up. That'll be the best crack ever. <laughs> oh, man. Nobody will understand anything. <laughs> Except does, and that's all that really matters. Screw the rest of you. <laughs> Way to do it. I like that. Uh, well, I really appreciate, Sam, you coming on again. This is You got an open chair here any day of the week. I know it's later on in the evening for you, but uh, I'll just keep throwing you in the, in the rotation. Make sure that you keep coming back because we love chatting with you. So. Appreciate um, As we, you know, learn about our own trip through meaning as we build the understanding of what life means we all get to grow every day here on the collective we'll see you all tomorrow cheer